Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Man, Brad, I guess Netflix must have heard us talking about how Disney Plus's one of their big one of Disney Plus's biggest selling points was being um, almost half the price of Netflix. Um, and so Netflix went ahead and raised their price by a dollar, and so now Disney Plus is half the price of Netflix. So they 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 said, you know what? They're they're right. Maybe Disney Plus will increase their price if they were if they were half off. So let's call their bluff. <laughs> it's a questionable questionable move, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for them. Yeah, net, I I see the point because to me, Netflix is kind of. Netflix is what happens if you have Disney Plus and you have Hulu and you have Hulu without ads, right? Like those two things together make up Disney Plus to me because Netflix covers a wider array of uh, I'm not I'm not saying more content, but a wider swath of what interests yeah. perhaps than than just what Disney Plus does. And so I, I think that they are okay making this sort of a change, but I threw this I threw this in the show notes and I'll, I'll cop to that uh, because I wonder like this this is where this is where it starts becoming plausible that Disney Plus could see a price increase because I mean I I do agree with your point that Disney sees where they should be and wants to stay there, but if Netflix played any part in their pricing um overall now netflix has gone up a dollar do will we see disney plus i don't know go up 50 cents or something um or or will they you know lockstep a dollar as well clearly nothing has been announced right now and i i don't so part of me says i don't expect to hear anything for at least a couple of months but there's another part of me that kind of wonders you've got a a new Pixar release coming out Christmas Day when families are going to be together and looking for something to do and you know because like movie theaters actually do pretty good business on Christmas Day right because a lot of families like to go out and watch a movie and they're you know not going to be able to do that so somebody will say hey I heard Disney Plus has this new Soul movie that came out, you know, the new Pixar movie. We could watch that, and all we have to do is sign up for a Disney Plus account. So wouldn't this be a convenient time to maybe go up a little bit and really goose that end of the year? Now, I do realize that, I, or at least I'm pretty sure Disney's fiscal year isn't based on the calendar year, but still, it's a nice time to, to get a little extra uh, in your coffers. So. Yeah, I still, I still think they appreciate the uh fact that they're half the price of netflix too much to to just raise the price like that i think it's too important of a of a selling point for disney plus for them to raise the price right now i don't know we'll see but all all i know is netflix is listening so hi netflix um could you guys send me like a discount code or something because i just got six months by by money thanks to that fun little chromecast deal and that no longer covers six months so uh, shoot me a discount. Thanks. And on to the next topic. Uh, oh boy. Reed. Thanks for listening, bud. So Disney 
Disney has Disney has changed uh, boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance uh, yet again to try to uh, I don't know make it a little bit easier for people to get into boarding groups. So before before this implementate this was implemented, uh, it used to be 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. There were boarding groups. You could you could try to get in at 10 a.m. Um, and then if you didn't get in, then you could try to get in at 2 p.m. and see you know try your luck again. You had to be in the park, and uh, you just had to, you know, kind of hope that you would get one of the boarding groups. Uh, they were, you know, still being all taken up within like ten seconds of them being open. So now there's a new a new way to do it. Um, so you you have to have a valid ticket or an annual pass. You have to have a reservation for Hollywood Studios because, you know, right now you have to have a reservation made for whatever park you want to go to. Mm-hmm. But at 7 a.m., no matter where you are, you can get into a boarding group. So if you're still at your hotel or wherever you are, you know, nearby, and that's their words, wherever you are nearby. So I assume you have to be somewhere on Walt Disney World property. You can't try to get into a boarding group from your home. Um, so you're telling me that, that my my plan of my new game for tomorrow is not is a no-go? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 7 a.m., no matter where you are, you can try to get into a boarding group as long as you have a valid park ticket and a reservation for Hollywood Studios for that day. Uh, and then 2 p.m., you can do it again, but you have to be inside uh, Hollywood Studios to do the 2 p.m. boarding group. So so basically, the difference here is you don't have to be in the park at 7 a.m. in order to enter the 7 a.m. rush right. to try to get a ticket. So yeah, they went from 10 a.m. to 7 a.m., and they removed the requirement to uh, that you have to be in the park. Which means they also don't have to have the park open for you to do this thing, right? Right. Okay, so now, and I may be asking you something that you haven't looked at because I'll admit I haven't looked at it. Uh, I haven't planned a, planned a trip to the parks lately, so haven't had a need to know it. But if you have a reservation for, say, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and then you don't go to the park, you don't lose anything, right? You're You're ticket isn't already like assigned to that day or something whether you go to the park or not well the park tickets now are only valid for the length of your stay right so like if you're planning a seven day trip your park tickets are only valid from seven days from the first day of your trip true but like so let's say you're not technically say, losing anything but you are basically throwing away a park ticket well, that's assuming that there that I'm there at a time where there is no way that I can get into any of the other parks because all the other parks but, the reservations have been at capacity, right? Well, yeah, you would have to be you would one of the other parks would have to have open reservations, though. But if so if another park did, I could like let's let's imagine that Epcot had open reservations at 7 a.m. And I tried to get into Rise of the Resistance and was unable to do so. I could then like drop my reservation for Hollywood Studios, pick up a reservation for Epcot and just go to Epcot for the day instead. Um, 
I mean, I think so. I don't know what the requirements for reservations are. I don't know if you have to make those more than one day in advance or not, but um, I think technically what you're saying, you know, is true. As long as there are no requirements for, like, you have to have all of your park reservations locked in five days in, in advance or something. Well, or or even, so let's, let's pretend like you can't make a park reservation the same day. Uh let's say that you had a, a five day trip to Disney planned and you know, you were doing the rest day on day, you know, three or something like that. If you planned your Hollywood studios day for day two, you could try to get in. And if you weren't able to do so, you know, instead you could make day two, your rest day and try again on day three to get in or something like I'm trying to figure out like advantages to this potentially. I see what you're trying to, what you're saying, but I don't, I don't think that system works that way. Like, I think the advantage of this is you don't have to bum rush the park when it opens. That's, that's the advantage. You can do this from bed. That's what they're going for. Yeah. You can do this from bed in your hotel and then you don't have to, you know, get in a mad rush like we were the first day when when Claire and I were there I mean it was a mad rush to get inside the park to trigger whatever geolocation it was doing to get those boarding groups you know opened and I think I think that's all they're doing is trying to help you you know like you wake up at seven try to get into a boarding group you fail you go back to bed or you succeed and you go back to bed because the park doesn't open <laughs> until nine nine thirty, whatever, whenever it opens. I don't know. And you and you see which where where you ended up, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's not going to be right. That's not that's not going to be a thing for a while anyway. Right. But I, I I would assume that what this does is ease the the rush of people on transportation. It you know lightens up the loads on the buses on the Skyliner. It makes people happier because they can try to get in a boarding group without having to get up you know early and get everybody to the park i was about to say get the entire family up right. early that's that's the fun part right. there so yeah i i don't think this is you know supposed to let people maybe go and pick another park for that day um i th- i i read this as hey you know this is a more convenient way to try to get into a boarding group on your hollywood studios day yeah yeah so okay well that's uh that's interesting and we'll see how that play i don't i the only thing is i see it when it doesn't require you to be in the parks i'm like is it about to become like even crazier you know will will all of the reservations from the 7 a.m to 2 p.m allotment be gone by you know like two seconds into it now instead of 30 seconds in or whatever I think I think the like average time for boarding groups is ten seconds. So five seconds I think it's now. All, yeah, I that think you it's don't have to be ready. It's already imperceptible. Like if you're not, if you don't have your finger on the button, you you don't get one. That's the fr- that's the most frustrating thing about it is just how quickly they go away. Well, I'm sure that they will have that ride fixed eventually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to say these things well, with a straight face. I really I will do. S- I will say they did just add um, plexiglass to the vehicles. So now they can have both rows. 
before they were just running in one row. Um, but now they've added, because the vehicles are f- four by two, I think two mm-hmm. rows of four people. And now they have plexiglass between the rows. So they can do two parties of four now instead of one, you know, one party of two or, or one party of four, you know, they can do two parties. So that does help. Well, let's uh, let's see how this plays out and let's see if this is the new normal or if this is one of those things where it goes for like a couple of weeks and then we hear about another um, adjustment to it and <laughs> what that might be. So before we start recording, we were talking about... Um, we talk about random stuff yeah. before we start recording, guys, sometimes and... We're we're just like jumping around Twitter, trying to trying to fill in our our story slots and everything, and we end up on some weird tangents sometimes. I'm j- I'm just gonna pre- preface <laughs> what you're about to say with that. Well, we were trying to we were talking about a uh, uh, rock and roller coaster, and if they ever replaced Aerosmith for some reason, who would they replace them with? And I thought that was kind of an interesting you know thought because just to catch everybody up the the conversation really was is the draw the band or is the draw the ride and i think the band is inconsequential to whether or not you find air uh whether or not you find rock and roller coaster a good attraction because you know it could be it could be rock and roller coaster featuring you know the rolling stones and i think it would be the exact same attraction um fun wise so I don't know. I thought I thought maybe it would be uh, worthwhile to to just talk about yeah who who they who they could replace Aerosmith with. Okay, so first of all, I I to me like your your argument, and I and I do agree that Aerosmith doesn't make or break this being a fun ride, right? Like whether whether or not someone says this is a good like there are there are people who are going to be Aerosmith fans who may think this ride is more fun because Aerosmith is featured on it and there may be people who just despise Aerosmith who might you know dock the ride a little bit because it has Aerosmith but I don't think in either case it's going to move this ride from the not fun to fun category or vice versa unless there's just somebody who is just super not an Aerosmith fan um, and you know, I guess it, I guess it could in that, in that place, M- my thought is more of a would changing the band at some point be a ca- cause more of a draw to this attraction. And I don't, and please note number one, we've heard nothing that would make us think that they're going to change Aerosmith. I mean, there's always that rumor out there. Uh, you know, that rumor has been out there since, even before the whole Steven Tyler, you know, hand adjustment thing <laughs> happened. Uh, so, yeah, the, nothing nothing that we're aware of. But it's just, it's, it, it's one of those things that pops up every so often. And everybody has, has an opinion about it. And for me, like, I don't believe, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I don't believe... There are a lot of people who are making a beeline to Rock and Roller Coaster because it is a ride that has that features Aerosmith. I think that I think people are going to Rock and Roller Coaster because it's a roller coaster. It's in the dark. It's a thrilling ride. Like those are those are the things that if you are and I'm also trying to think about like what most Disney 
visitors are, which is not somebody who's been there a hundred times before and done a lot of research, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Right. Like they want to go to the cool, thrilling attraction and something called rock and roller coaster that talks about a, a being a roller coaster in the dark that goes upside down. That sounds like a cool part. The, the featuring Aerosmith may or may not be a bonus to some people, but I don't really know that, that that somebody is making that decision because they're like, oh, I'm we're headed to to Hollywood Studios today. I definitely got to go do the Aerosmith ride. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think I think the the one thing you do have to have is rock and roll. I think the the music has to be. Oh rock come on, music. man! I I I definitely want to do smooth jazz a coaster featuring Kenny G. <laughs> That would be great, you know, because because as I as I'm being thrown into a loop, I just need those dulcet tunes from Kenny to take me home. I think you could you could probably do like Run DMC or some sort of like, you know, 80s, 90s hip hop. But it's got to have some it's got to have like a driving four on the floor type of beat. I think other than that, it, it you're the possibilities are endless. And, you know, what might be interesting if they got rid of, or if they changed the um, set pieces in there, mm-hmm. they could do like themed days. You know, they could do like, all right, it's '90s night on uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, and just have like a playlist of '90s music, and then do like, all right, to you know, Wednesdays are hip hop night, and have or hip hop day, and have a hip hop soundtrack, and do themed days on rock and roller coaster and just have a whole bunch of different, you know, music all set up and just, you know, have it all be, you know, pretty, you know, high BPM driving beat type stuff. And that would be fun. And that would make it, you know, new. Yeah. So that would definitely bring a change, which I, and I know that we are, we are quickly as we often do, uh, (laughs) diverting from our original other, other, you know, groups, bands, artists whatever for rock and roller coaster but this suddenly brings to me why does rock and roller coaster not have holiday overlays like especially why does rock and roller coaster not have like a hollow like i don't know that you're there's going to be a lot of christmas overlays that you're going to be able to do but you could definitely do a halloween overlay sure yeah it doesn't have that many set pieces yeah, like and 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 just as you said, adjusting the music and everything for it. Monster I Mash. Think, yes, yes, the Monster Mash. That would be great. Uh so I they could they could do that, but oh man, there's there's a lot of opportunities there though. I don't know. It you I think the I think the thing you have to be worried about there though with with either of those recommendations, either the doing theme nights or you know, doing holiday overlays is dropping the story, uh, you know, however much it is or isn't, right? Like, there is a story to Rock and Roller Coaster. And if you drop the story, then is it really a Disney attraction anymore or is it just a roller coaster? And, like, how do you how do you keep that story if you're just doing some sort of a, a theme night? Now, you could, you could definitely redo everything, um, to to be themed around you know some haunted spooky uh recording studio or something and you know the the ghosts are preventing you from getting to the i don't i don't know like 
I can see that working. I just I don't know about doing the the '90s night unless you just unless it became as opposed to being any one single band like numerous bands and different bands were featured at different times. Yeah, you would you would definitely have to change that pre-show thing where instead of, you know, Aerosmith needing to get to a show, it would have to be like a radio DJ or something trying to, you know, oh no, I lost my playlist or whatever. I've got to come up with a new one on the fly or something and like I need you to, you know, come help me or something. And then that would be a way for them to keep it nondescript about what kind of music and maybe you could you know green screen for for whatever day it was you could green screen a you know different type of radio station banner in the background or something to kind of keep it narratively like okay this is a rock radio station and and it's you know classic rock day or whatever but that way you could at least have it be uh, different and and be narratively correct without having to you know pigeonhole it with you actually have the members of a band or you have you know somebody who's saying you know you you could make it to where they didn't say anything that was too descriptive that or anything that would essentially tie them down right. now the other side of this becomes would disney want to deal with all of the licensing and everything comes from all of these all of these songs when you especially when you start you know like it's enough of a um situation <laughs> to involve a single artist or a single group when you start involving multiple artists and groups for this sort of performance like i imagine it gets pretty murky um even even when you are a you know multimedia giant like disney is so yeah no you have hit the you've hit the nail on the head there that is why they won't do this it's because licensing they've well and so they've got a sweetheart that, deal i'm sure with so here here's what I, here's what i think about the current thing they asked i don't know who aerosmith's record label is columbia let's say they asked columbia hey we want to use the music in uh, you know, this, this attraction at Hollywood studios and Columbia's like, yeah, whatever, that's never going to last. And then they go to Aerosmith and they say, Hey, we need you guys to be in the video for this, the pre-show video. And, and, you know, they're real people. I'm sure they were, you know, thought it would be cool to be in an attraction at Disney world. Um, but I mean, how many attractions are there that have, music in them you know I, I think that was pretty novel and it still is kind of I mean there's not a lot of attractions that are you know featuring a band and so I I wouldn't be surprised if the record label just didn't say like yeah okay whatever you know charge it or pay us this much a year or whatever and and they probably have a pretty great deal it's just the same you hear about when Apple first started iTunes and the record labels were like, yeah, whatever. Nobody's going to want to buy music like that. And so that's how they got it to where they could only charge a dollar for music because the record labels didn't understand how successful it would be. And so they cut these really good deals because they didn't think it was going to be popular. 
And I feel like that happened with this is the record company didn't think this was going to be very popular. And so they didn't charge him very much. And Disney probably got him in some perpetual, like as long as the attraction is open this many days a year, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This contract, you know, is, is valid. And I bet you it would be egregiously expensive now if they went back and tried to, you know, redo those deals because now they have a very popular, you know, attraction in an extremely popular theme park with Star Wars. And, like, Hollywood Studios has a lot of things to draw a lot of people into it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's if that's what's happening here. Is Aerosmith is locked in, or the Aerosmith music is locked into a really good deal. And they've already done the thing where they paid Aerosmith to, you know, be on the be on the video and it's just working for them and the thing's always got an hour wait so why change what ain't broke so i i believe all of that is true and i do think that there there would definitely be an opportunity to change out the band but i think whoever you change it out for is not going to be the get that aerosmith is right because a record label is going to be more than happy to work a great deal with disney for some up and coming artist. Right. But not, you know, if Disney wants another, you know, Aerosmith level artist, that is that is where you're gonna have to to part with some moolah. And, you know, again, we don't we don't know. We we have no idea what the the contracts were and maybe Disney is already parting with quite a bit of moolah just to have Aerosmith. Though so I'm gonna assume not that much because if Disney was parting with a lot of money for it to be Aerosmith, I think at this point they would have uh, already changed out the band. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't anticipate that they would have any desire to, you know, to make this a what? Uh, uh, check out this new band who has one album out, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see. So I could see two possibilities here. Possibility number one is changing up Aerosmith with a band that they own right because they have they they release music as well you know or even a band that what is on the Disney Channel you know because you've got you've got like the what the Naked Brothers band or whatever that was a that was a show on Disney um, you know, a lot of a lot of Disney shows. Well, not a lot, but there are Disney shows that involve um, fictional bands, but, and they could they could take one of those fictional bands and make that the band. And it, yes, it's not going to be as big of a get as Aerosmith in that. But then you have synergy, and Disney I, loves synergy. I think even Disney knows that that would be totally lame. Like air, uh, rock and roller coaster featuring Hannah Montana is not good, and is not is not a draw. Like rock and roller coaster featuring the Jonas Brothers is not a, a good thing. Like I, I think I feel like even Disney knows that. Well, but if our if the initial argument was that Aerosmith is not the draw, is it is it is it less that Aerosmith is a draw, and you're saying that? Jonas Brothers or Hannah Montana would be kind of an anti-draw. Yeah. Would actually turn people off of the attraction. I don't think Aerosmith is a draw, but Aerosmith isn't lame. And I think a... a 
I, honestly, I think starting high people high people who like the best of both worlds thanks for listening to our show for however long you've listened to it but like those bands are fake they're they're fake bands that like some of them have music like you know hannah montana had music on the radio jones brothers just re reconvened and have new albums and stuff but they're not real bands they were created for tv shows and i just it's it's lame especially after you have Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. And and I think that that I think that's a big part of it is comparatively speaking what, whatever they are you terrible. bring like if you would have if you would have started out with, you know, a a Disney Channel band essentially, it wouldn't have it wouldn't seem as bad I don't think, right. but you're going to be making a comparison with whoever it is to Aerosmith. If it is another live action band and, but, and don't get me wrong steven tyler's a big old goober and i know that some people think aerosmith is lame and i i'm not a huge aerosmith fan but you can't argue the fact that steven tyler is a huge personality and he's got a huge voice and hearing him you know count down at the beginning of that roller coaster is you know effective yeah so so that that knocks out to me live bands right because can't get can't get somebody with the same pedigree of Aerosmith without spending a lot of money right and risk anybody who doesn't have that pedigree being compared to Aerosmith and found lacking so I figured it out you go ahead but I figured out who they could get so my recommendation for the band to replace Aerosmith if a band replaces Aerosmith is you do a band like so let's say that onward two comes out and barley is in a band because you know he's no longer a nerd who plays um the dungeons and dragons you know stuff anymore he's now you know and and let's be honest come on dude guinevere was just begging for his band (laughs) to be throwing all their stuff in the back and everything and so you take an animate you know you take an animated band something like that and then you you refocus the ride around that uh what essentially it becomes that movie's ride or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you can you know and you can still kind of work it into that same uh what overall story arc but more targeted towards that film and then i don't think you know even though you know what the the onward two band or, or whatever like that's just the the first thing that came to my mind but you know whatever this band is isn't going to have the pull of an aerosmith i think because it is an animated film it then falls into the, the i'm at disney world suspension of belief and thus i don't have to compare that to a real band but somehow when there are real people instead then i'm comparing it to a real band and so i think that's your i think that is if if Disney was going to replace Aerosmith, I think that's probably where they would go. If you know, if they're not just completely changing everything. But what was your brilliant uh, what aha moment that you just had, Jeremy? Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Oh, dude! Yes, yes. I want to see this now. They rock and roll. They're funny. They're fictional, and and. They ha- they have huge personalities. Yeah, I think Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem could definitely replace Aerosmith 
and, and oh my keep gosh, it, dude, keep it rock and roller coaster. Yes, yeah, change. You can change that yesterday. Oh, I love that idea. Forget, forget my idea. I'm, <laughs> I am on board the Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem uh, bandwagon right here, right now. Let's let's do it. And then you can do all that merch. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about sharing. You don't have to worry about sharing any money with Aerosmith, which you know they've got to be sharing money with Aerosmith on that merch right now because it's oh, got definitely. Aerosmith logos and it's, stuff on it. It's so. got their logo on it. Yep. You're welcome, Disney. Jeremy just <laughs> solved all your problems. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.